Welcome back to another episode of Hot Off the Hip. This podcast exists to connect and inspire young professionals in West Michigan through shared stories and aspirations. Young professional is a term used to describe those in the first half of their career. This podcast's goal is to connect you more thoroughly to our vibrant young professional community through this show. I'm your host, Johannes Boot, Vice President of the Holland Zealand Young Professionals. Also with me is Simone Withers, this season's co-host. If you want to learn more about Simone, you can get a great picture of her work and mindset in the Season 2, Episode 1 interview. Thank you for taking some time today to listen in. It is our privilege today to welcome Jessica Walters to the show. Jessica is currently the Chief of Operations at Total Control Health Plans and was selected as one of the top 20 women in benefits advising nationally in 2020. Additionally, she's extensively involved with community programs such as the Migrant Mentoring Program through LIDA. She does committee work on the Friends and Family of Cystic Fibrosis nonprofit organization, volunteers part of her and her dog Breslin's time with the Rough Readers Program through West Michigan Therapy Dogs Team, and participates in the West Coast Chamber Connect. In addition to all this, Jessica is also an avid sailor. So Jessica, it is a privilege to have you on the show today, and I can't wait to see what we talk about. In this episode, we're going to hear Jessica talk about what business leadership looks like in her space and how she has impacted and intends to impact the future through mentorship and support. Let's tune in while we listen to Simone and Jessica talk about the Leadership Awards Night. Welcome to the podcast, Jessica. It's so great to have you. And congratulations on winning the 2021 HIP Award for Business Leadership. For our listeners who don't know, the Business Leadership Matters awardee is someone who supports community causes beyond their regular job in the private sector, specifically someone who promotes the Holland Zealand area as a great place to live, work, learn, and play. This individual is dedicated to volunteerism, coaching, nonprofit board leadership, and civic engagement, and is employed in the private sector. So, Jessica... Let's revisit awards night last December. What was it like to win? Thanks for having me on the podcast. This is awesome. I'm so excited to be here. Um, Thinking back to last December, it was a complete surprise to me to be nominated and then to be awarded for this, um, the Leadership Award. Mike, my nominator, um, didn't really give me a ton of insight into the fact that he was nominating me. And so when when I got the the email that I was a nominee, I was so excited to get that that in, information. Um, and I had again, I had no idea that this was going to happen. And then I kind of picked up some cues as he was emailing and texting my my brother and my mom and dad, inviting them to the event. Um, that was kind of what triggered me thinking, okay, this might be really happening. Um, and as you're sitting there the night of, and you're listening to them recognize all of these other individuals, and then they get to your your section, and they start talking about um, what it goes into being a business leader nominee, and then they start talking about you specifically, and then they say West Michigan Therapy Dog Program, and they mention your dog's name, and that's like, okay, this is really happening. Uh-huh. That's so cool. Honestly, it, it's it was such a fun night getting to know um, a little bit more all of the nominees, and especially those who won, and so cool that we're all women on top of it. Yes. I had no idea that was going to happen. And when they called us up to do the panel, I looked down the line and I'm like, whoa. Yes. <gasps> it was very cool. I know. I agree. Um, so 
Uh, before we dive in, would love to give our listeners a little bit more about you and talk about your background, especially since this is the first time you're on the podcast. So let's start with college. What did you study? So I went to Michigan State, go green, and I've got my bachelor's degree in psychology. Um, I really wanted to understand how people operate, how they, what makes them tick, um, what really causes them to thrive or what promotes them, brings them joy. And so I like to build deep and meaningful relationships with people, um, taking the time to understand them and get to know them. And through psychology and through learning about those studies, that really helped promote that. And when you originally chose your major in psychology, did you have the intention of following more of like a traditional route of becoming a counselor or psychologist? Or did you want to study psychology as like a foundation for a different type of career? I wanted to study psychology back when I was in high school, starting at age 14, 15. I was like, this is so interesting to me, understanding people. Mm -hmm. And so I really thought that I was going to go down a certain path of being a counselor um, and helping individuals Mm -hmm. one-on-one. But through that process and through some of the courses that I took in in school made me realize that I can impact more people um, by not just sitting down one-on-one with people, but really getting involved in a team. Yeah. So how did you get from state to Holland? Big question here. Um, But really curious, were you originally from Holland? Did you pick it for the views? Was it a job that brought you here? Yeah, great question. Um, I actually grew up in in the East Lansing area, so I had no idea that this really even existed over here. I'd been in my bubble in East Lansing, Um, And I had met somebody at Michigan State that was from Grand Haven and moved over here before I had a job, before I really knew what I was doing um, in my professional career and was had the opportunity to do an internship at Ready for School. And through that program, I had met some very great people. um, And that's what prompted my my career where I am today. I had met my mentor, my colleague, my friend, Mike Hill through um, Ready for School. His wife used to work there, Colleen. And so she introduced me to Mike and and said, they're really looking for somebody to add to their team. Um, So he reached out to me and said, we need an admin person. And I said, I'm happy to join you, but I know nothing about insurance. So I'll need some help with that. But he was very gracious and taught me everything that I know today. I, I truly would not be in this position and where I am today without Mike and his mentorship and leadership. Yeah, I think it's really interesting to hear stories like yours where um, not necessarily going into a career that you studied in college, but you got some sort of big break with somebody and they're willing to kind of teach you the ropes um, and really determine the next stages of your life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you hear us say all the time, nobody goes to school to be an insurance <laughs> Um, but I'm very lucky to be down the path that I am today because I had such a great person in my life to help with that. Yeah. And I think something that's really interesting about your story and learning a little bit more about you is just how passionate you are about mentorship. Um, you won the leadership award for business and, uh, I would love to talk more about how, for you, business leadership really, really leans heavily on mentoring. 
and giving of yourself and your experiences to others. So um, overall, you shared a quote with us about your mindset when it comes to business leadership. Would you be willing to share what that is? Absolutely. Um, So it's an Eleanor Roosevelt quote. Um, So a good leader inspires people to have confidence in their leader but a great leader inspires people to have confidence in themselves. And that's that's truly what I believe and what I try and promote with everybody uh, that I work with, that I interact with. Um, you've got to have confidence in yourself to really succeed. And so trying to promote that in the younger individuals that I'm mentoring and the older individuals in my personal and professional life, is it's definitely something I strive for. That's so great. That's so great. And Honestly, that theme has come up quite a bit with our other um, award winners, and I think that's such an interesting common thread that a lot of us have, really being passionate about um, inspiring other leaders. So let's talk about your development as a leader. Do you have any important lessons you've learned throughout your career at this point? Yeah, absolutely. Um, To me, when I think about being a leader, I think uh, as a visual learner, I think about somebody standing in front of people and kind of conducting the room and telling them what to do. And that's not necessarily my idea of leadership because it it kind of may force somebody to do something they don't want to do. So I am more of a, a shepherd of guiding people and kind of bringing a team together, finding people's strengths and playing off of those. Um, So I'm not necessarily somebody that's in charge or um, leading from the forefront. I prefer to lead and and guide people from behind so that they can figure out their strengths. Um, And so that's really the biggest lesson I've learned is you don't have to be in charge and telling people what to do, um, helping them gain their strengths or find their strengths and leading that way is, is, is how I've found the best way to be a leader. Yeah. And uh, during the award ceremony um, on that panel, you were asked what uh, you thought made you a great leader. And you had an interesting response. Do you want to share? Yeah, absolutely. My my initial response was, I'm not a leader. Absolutely not. I, like, I did not think of myself as being a leader at work, in the community, in anything that I was doing. I was just doing what I thought was right and good and helping others. Um, but the more that I stepped back and thought about it, I, I realized that I am leading. It's just a different form of leadership that I'm, that I'm taking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, helping others find their own success, um, as a leader. I think that's something that's really important, especially in business settings. Um, so you mentioned Mike a few times, but talk to us about how he's helped you along your path. Uh, Yeah, so kind of to go back to what I previously said, when he first reached out to me and said, hey, do you want to work on our team at at Edify North? And I knew nothing about insurance. I didn't know what a deductible was. I was 24 and still on my parents' plan, and I had no idea what I was doing. And he took me under his wing and started me out very small, just managing very small things and guiding me along that path and helping me then gain the confidence to stand in front of a room of 30 to 50 people presenting their benefits. He, he pushed me beyond my bounds, and I wasn't aware of the things I was capable of. Um, so as I continued to grow in that role, um, the, the responsibilities I had increased, and he really helped shape the way I am, the way I operate today, um, and 
has become not only just a mentor and a colleague, and he hates this word, but he technically is my boss, but he <laughs> hates being called that. Um, but he, he doesn't make it feel like that because I think we have kind of the same leadership mentality where we want to find people's strengths and play off of those. Um, and so through all of that and through our 10-year relationship that we've known each other, he's um, asked me to join in other things, be involved in things that I didn't feel confident in before, and now I'm loving what I'm doing. Yeah. So I'm curious, as the leader of your team and also as your mentor, is there a specific lesson that you've learned from Mike um, as you've gotten to know him throughout the years? I think the biggest lesson is to find your strengths and continue to grow those. Um, Try new things and see if that works. Don't just play to only your strengths. You've got to test the bounds a little bit, Um, but finding your strengths and playing off those. Not everybody is going to fit into this kind of block that you put them in. You've got to let people grow based on what their, their strengths are. Absolutely. So your team has a pretty interesting element that's incorporated in the business model, and that's volunteerism. Would you be willing to share how that works exactly? Yeah. um, The organization Total Control Health Plans is is very giving in the community and wants to make sure that everybody is involved, um, whether it's personally. I mean, you've got to have that work-life balance, and so that's the great thing about Total Control Health Plans is you can get that even during the work days. Um, So I've been very gracious of of my time with being able to kind of give during the day. Um, One of the programs that I'm involved in, the West Michigan Therapy Dogs, we go to the schools, my dog Breslin and I, we go to the schools and the kids read to us. Well, that obviously has to happen during the school day. So um, I've, I've got that time in the morning where I'm not feeling like I'm obligated to be at work or answering the phone. I can fully engage at the school with the kids and just interact with them uh, through the therapy dog program. So the organization that I work for, Total Control Health Plans, does a great job of allowing us to do that. That is really cool because you make a good point when it comes to volunteering. Oftentimes opportunities are during the actual work day. And I love how there are some businesses out there that do allow their employees to take some of that time Um, to volunteer and to be out within the community. And I'm sure that makes a lot of sense, um, especially in the insurance industry, wanting to network and connect with the community and make sure that your roots are really strong within the community too. So let's talk a little bit more about some of your volunteer opportunities. You mentioned West Michigan Therapy Dogs. Was this something that Breslin was originally trained for, or did you have to work with him, or was, is he just natural? It's just a natural. <laughs> well, as a lab and Australian Shepherd mix, he had a lot of energy, um, and so I needed to figure out how could I burn that energy. And obviously, there's the physical aspect of taking him running or taking him to the beach, which he loves to do, but then there's also engaging him mentally, and how do I do that? And so I was just trying to figure out different ways to engage the dog mentally to help burn some of that energy. And he was naturally kind of an empath for a dog, mm-hmm. as weird as that is to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so he could sense when somebody was upset and he would cuddle with them, or if they were excited, he would engage with their excitement. Um, so we went through a training program, an eight-week training program. So when I got him, he was eight weeks old and 
uh, didn't have any training or any experience. And so he and I went through this training program together to learn about how to be a therapy dog. Um, and we had different opportunities to go to veterans hospitals or local hospitals or different schools to try and figure out what would be best for, for Breslin. Uh, my initial thought was he would be great at hospitals helping the elder or the sick just making them feel better, but he loved being around kids. I've got some nieces and a nephew, and he loved being around them, and so it was a natural fit for us to go to the schools and for him to engage with the kids, and he loves to sit there, and after two or three weeks and you're seeing the same kids over and over, he knows them and he recognizes them and he sees them, and he gets so excited uh, to see them and to have them read to him. That's so sweet. That is so exciting. I'm He's also a very sweet dog. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also a dog owner and I love how like right from the get-go you're like you're going to learn how to be a therapy dog. We're going to do this together. That yeah. is so cute. Yeah. I wish I did that with Frank. <laughs> he is not a therapy dog in that way. <laughs> um that is so great. So how often do you and Breslin go visit schools? Is it a weekly thing or? It is. Um, there's a couple of different schools here in Holland that we can go to. I mean, the, the, the West Michigan Therapy Dog Program expands through Grand Rapids and Zealand, um, but we go to a couple of schools here in Holland once a week during the school year. That's so sweet. And you also volunteer for the LIDA Migrant Mentoring Program. How did you find this program? How did you come about engaging with them? So back in 2014, I went through the West Coast Leadership Program, and then as a spinoff off that, they had the West Coast First Program, and so that was kind of a smaller group where you were learning about more of the um, diversity within Holland, and that's where I first learned about LIDA and the different programs that they offer. So I've been um, a mentor since 2016, I think. And I first got partnered with two boys. They were really good friends. I think they were nine at the time. And they lived in the same little neighborhood. And so I got introduced to them. And we've continued for the last five or six years now just hanging out and having fun and getting to know each other through the community. Wow. So young, too. Yes. Yep. And they got looped in because their older sisters all went through the program. So it's a cyclical thing. They keep their families involved um, as they continue to grow the program. Unfortunately, things took a little bit of a hit during COVID mm -hmm. where we had to take a break, but we've been able to reconnect since then, which is great just to see how much they've grown in the last couple of years. And they're taking driver's training and they've got jobs. And it's just, it's amazing to see how quickly they've grown mm -hmm. up. <laughs> so what does mentorship to two young boys, now young men, uh, what does that look like? So it started off just kind of going to various places in Holland, whether it was to go and play laser tag or go play soccer or go to the beach, um, just getting to know them and their personalities. And then as we continued to grow, it was getting more involved in the community and exploring what Holland has to offer, um, just kind of getting them more experience and exposure to Holland than they might not regularly get through um, just the way that they're living their lives. Um, obviously, with their parents being migrants, they weren't here in the winter, so we would hang out in the summer, and then they would be gone in the winter, and so we'd take advantage of every opportunity that we could have here in West Michigan in the summer, uh, getting them the exposure to Holland. How has mentoring in a lot of spaces with younger talent, how has that impacted you? It's um, 
it's a different kind of training. Personal um, personal mentoring versus professional mentoring mm-hmm. is, is two very different games. Um, so learning how to communicate with them, um, learning how to engage with them, and again, finding their strengths. What do they like to do? What do they like to be involved in? What do they like to learn about? Uh, we took a few weeks with the, I took a few weeks with the boys and we just, we tried to learn different languages together. They tried to teach me Spanish. I tried to teach them some German that I knew. And so it was just finding their strengths and trying to play off of those. And so then kind of capturing that on the professional side and helping that individual find their strengths um, so that they could continue to grow professionally as well. Yeah. And it's, um, I see it as like it being the most efficient way to help someone be the best they can be. It makes a lot more sense to focus on the strengths and and the interests that are already there rather Mm -hmm. than trying to force something that's not really working. Yeah, exactly. So in 2020, you were recognized as one of the top 20 women in benefit advising nationally. And This award appears to be very strongly rooted in mentorship. They seem to really affirm your community work as they describe that this inspiring group of women is also paving the way for the next generation of advisors through their passion and enthusiasm for mentoring and educating other young people and women in the field. This really sounds like you. It almost sounds like they're just talking about you. And it's so cool to recognize not only you, but 19 other women nationally have that have this passion for mentorship. Um, would you say then that there is a pretty strong crossover between mentorship and business advising? Yeah, absolutely. Um, helping employers understand their benefits and their benefit offerings, that's that's mentoring their HR team or the C-suite on their benefits. Um, there's absolutely a correlation between mentoring and, and business advising. We are here to consult and give our advice and guidance on um, what we think is best for their employees, for their team, for their culture. Um, and so be, being able to advise on that um, very closely ties with mentoring for sure. Absolutely. And how have your studies in college, your studies in psychology, how have they impacted the way you mentor others? Again, just kind of getting back to the base of understanding what makes somebody tick, what makes them thrive, what makes them succeed. Um, Those were some of those key studies that I learned through the psychology program. Uh, There was an internship that I did back in college that was just sitting there with individuals with um, bipolar disorder or um, other health conditions and helping them prepare for jobs, how to dress, what to say, how to arrive timely for an interview, um, but helping them gain the strength and the confidence that they needed to go out there and do that. And so through all of that, that really helped me understand um, getting to the base of an individual or what what helps them grow and thrive so that they could succeed in their interview that they were having. And so being able to play off of that from what I've learned through just some of those basic studies to help other individuals succeed. Absolutely. It, it really sounds like to you, um, leadership is less about harboring control and more about letting go of that control and, and allowing others to really determine their own futures. 
And I think that's really beautiful because you're you're trusting others to know and understand what they want and help them find that um, and really help them succeed and and find pride in what they're doing as well. Um, I'm really curious, what, what is it about working with younger generations that inspires you specifically? They're the future. <laughs> I mean, that's the biggest thing. They are the future. And if we want to continue to see growth in our community and, and, and the future of, of, of not just the industries that we're in, but the world, I mean, we need to continue to help them figure out what they're passionate about and what makes them happy and finding their strengths so that they want to continue with what they're doing. If they don't have any sort of guidance or mentorship on on where to go or what to do, um, it's going to be hard for them to succeed. And so that, I mean, we want them to succeed. We want to see them grow within their community. And so helping those younger individuals, I mean, even going back to the therapy dog program and helping those kids just take time out of their day to read Mm-hmm. They may not have the confidence to read at class, but if they can read to the dog and just simple, basic things like reading and helping them improve on that is the first step in that direction of helping them succeed in the future. Absolutely. You're helping them build confidence. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So what advice then would you give to young professionals in our area when it comes to really developing to be a good leader in business? When you find what makes you happy um, and you've got a good team with a great leader, stick with them. Um, If you're doing something that doesn't make you happy, you're not going to put your all into it. You're not going to be passionate about it. And so it's going to probably hinder your ability to continue to grow. Um, if you find yourself in a role that you're just saying, this is not for me, this is just not sparking joy in me, um, it's hard to want to succeed. And if one person is bringing the rest of the team down, then that kind of hinders the growth of the company or the organization and can impact the culture. And so you've got to find people that are really passionate and really happy and really excited about what they're doing so that the team is thriving as a whole and not just having one person kind of drain the life out of it. Mm -hmm. And I think if anything, your story is a testament to really being passionate about working with others and helping others, whether it's professionally advising other businesses on the best ways they can uh, support and benefit their employees or working with children in the community. Um, It's very clear that coaching, mentoring, advising, it runs in your veins. And that's really, really inspiring. So... I'd love to move on and talk about something really interesting, but before we get to that, I think you have a really awesome philosophy when it comes to um, trying to engage with the community a little bit more and put yourself out there. So do you have specific encouragement for young professionals looking to achieve more impact within the community? I would tell individuals, don't be afraid to try new things. Get out there. Um push yourself out of your comfort zone. You're not going to know what you like or don't like if you don't try new things. Um, So it opens the door to meet new people when you're saying yes to things. I've I've kind of been on that mantra this summer of just kind of saying yes to everything. (laughs) And it's opened a lot of doors. I've met so many new people and I've tried things, pushed myself outside my bounds. 
And when I find something I don't like or I'm not passionate about, then I can withdraw from that because I've got other things that I can say yes to. So pushing yourself and and opening doors for yourself, um, just keep saying yes to things. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you and shared something very similar in my own episode about um, how important it is to challenge yourself and learn new things outside of your traditional professional space. And I love that you said that too. So do you have a new skill or hobby that you've developed since moving to the Lakeshore? I do. Um, Just in the last couple of years, I have gotten into sailing. Um, I had never really sailed before. I'd been on pontoons and kayaks and things like that, but had not been um, competitively sailing. And so a couple of summers ago, again, Mike Hill opened that door for me um, and kind of showed me the way of how to sail. Um, We're on a team of anywhere from 10 to 12 people on a sailboat, and we go out weekly. Wow. Um, (laughs) Yeah, during the summer we go out weekly, and um, Wednesday nights we're out there either on Lake Michigan or Lake Mac just sailboat racing for a few hours. And again, because I've been starting to say yes to everything, there's weekend races, and I'm now started sailing with women on Thursday. So there's a a larger group of us on Wednesdays and then there's women sailing on Thursdays. Again, opening the door, meeting so many new people and just trying new things. That is so cool. So if somebody wanted to get into sailing in the area, where do they go? Is it like lessons or do you need to find someone to kind of teach you the ropes? You definitely have to find somebody that knows what they're doing. Um, You definitely don't want to necessarily just go out there on your own. It's a great way to learn, but um, you you have to know somebody that's got a boat. That's a good place to start. (laughs) Definitely. Um, Yeah, so getting in with somebody that knows about sailing that can help teach you, um, guide you, just so that you can understand so you're not out there stuck on the water with no wind and nothing's happening. So... I'm assuming then that you've, with the sailing, you've traveled quite a bit and seen Michigan from a different angle. What is it like experiencing Michigan from the shoreline? It's been an amazing experience. Just last weekend, we went from Grand Haven to Milwaukee. We got to watch the sunset. um, And as the sun was setting, just the view from the water was beautiful And then as it started to get darker and the stars are starting to come out, you've got the moon coming up from behind you. And it's just, it's a sight you've never seen before as you're cruising away from the coastline and seeing Tuttle Park and and Lake Michigan just kind of glowing in the sun. It's it's amazing experience, things you've never seen before. Wow, that's incredible. How long did it take you to get from one side to the other? It takes about 11 hours. Well, it took us about 11 hours. Wow. Um, it all obviously depends on the wind and how fast you can get the boat to go, but it took us about 11 hours to get across the lake. That is incredible. Okay, well then, I'm sure this is a no-brainer, but would you say there are any life lessons you've learned um, as you've developed this skill in sailing? Oh, yes. Um I didn't do a lot of team sports growing up. I played individual sports like riding horses and tennis and so was not familiar with the teamwork experience. And so being on a team of sailors, it's it's all about communication and helping each other out. Being a brand new sailor and having people that had so many years of experience was great for me to learn from them. So, I mean, there's so many lessons to learn about teamwork 
and communication and um, trusting your team and taking that advice from other people to help you learn how to be a better sailor. That is so fun. I'm inspired now. I might have to add that to my bucket list. <laughs> it's it's a lot sail. of fun. <laughs> that is so great. You'll have to teach me then. And I heard Johannes you. has a boat that he used to <laughs> sail on. A I used cat. to have a boat. <laughs> yeah. We did the life lesson that you just dropped not to do. We took it out on the lake without any lessons. <laughs> but it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> you made it. You survived. A generous motorboat owner dragged us back. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that'll happen sometimes. <laughs> Amazing. Well, Jessica, I really want to thank you for joining us today and sharing some of your wisdom when it comes to mentorship and leadership. Um, are there any projects or organizations that you would like to promote before you go? Yeah, there's a couple, actually. So West Michigan Therapy Dogs is a great and wonderful program here, but we are struggling to find teams. Um, so anybody that's interested in um, getting their dog involved in West Michigan Therapy Dog Program or any sort of therapy dog programs, uh, we're looking for people and their and their dog Um Biggest criteria, you've got to have been with your dog for at least six months. Um, so they obviously have to be older than six months, but you have to have been with your dog for six months and then committing to an eight-week training program. Um, and then kind of the doors open up from there. And then the other one, uh, through HYP, we're working on preparing for an annual conference coming up next February. Um, so really excited for planning for that. So um if anybody's interested in joining and helping with the planning of that, we'd welcome that as well. Thank you so much. And we will make sure to link that in the episode description. So listeners, feel free to look through those links. If you have dogs, this sounds like a really great opportunity as well. So uh, without further ado, I want to thank you again for joining us. And thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> Cannot wait to chat with you again. Thank you. What a terrific episode. We hope you, the listeners, have enjoyed it. And thank you for tuning in to another episode of Hot Off the Hip. Make sure to check out the events page at www.behip.org. That's B-E-H-Y-P.org for the current offering of community and development events created by the Holland Zealand Young Professionals. Also take a moment to look at the show notes, connect with our guest, or leave a voice message with your thoughts on this episode. Today's show was a blast to put together. And I look forward to doing this again on the next episode of Hot Off the